Right now I'm recording, yes. Okay. Well, what are we calling this? Refined and redeemed? Works for me. For right now, I guess. For now, anyway. I don't really, I don't think we have a name. As of right now. My name's Andrew. My name is Peyton. (laughs) I have one name. I have one name. So... Uh, what is today? The 3rd of November 23, 7.30 a.m. 7.37. 7.37. So, what do you want to start with? Do you have this in front of you? No. Or do I, you just want me to kind of steer it based I on this? get that in front of me. <coughs> so, we'll see. It's Friday morning, which means last night Peyton worked third shift. And I stayed at the house and watched the Titans lose to Steelers. Which we already talked a little bit about, but that's what I did. Yeah, and I worked all night and pretty much hated my life. Oh, yeah, so you want to tell me about that? <clears throat> yeah, so, no, you're really not supposed to tell, well, you know, people when you fast or whatever, but I fasted this week for the the youth or whatever. What's up, Rusty? <laughs> What's up, bro? Uh, you already on? Yeah, oh, yeah you ain't going. hurt nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I ate a biscuit. No, or, I ate a biscuit just a minute ago. You want one? No, I'm good. Thanks, man. Thank you, though. That's our pastor, brother Steve. Yeah, we're using the youth room because we have. It's the quietest place that we got. Yeah, and then our pastor comes in. He wanted to know if we wanted breakfast. He's a sweetheart. He is a sweetheart. Well, anyways, I decided that I wanted to fast for this this youth thing, this youth rally that we're gonna have. And let me tell you something: fasting on nights compared to days is totally different. Walk game, way harder. It's way harder. And I don't know. It's just like I was mentally, I was mentally fighting with myself twenty four seven. It was pretty hard. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-mm. We were actually, <clears throat> word got around that I was fasting at work because this uh, our boss was going to get us um, uh, Jersey Mike's mm-hmm. subs for lunch. And I told him, I was like, you ain't got to get none for me. I'm fasting. And he was like, oh, okay, good deal. And so anyways, he went on and he decided, he was like, you know what, I'm not going to get Jersey Mike's when you can't have it, especially since you're doing it for a good reason. He was like, I'll just wait. And so that's what he, he t- ended up telling everybody that he was like, Peyton's fasting, so we're not getting Jersey Mike's. That's a good way to get everybody to hate you. Yeah, thanks for throwing me under the bus. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so anyways, uh, last night we're on our way to, to work. I ride with a guy named Nate, and um, we're driving to work, and he was like, so what's your reason for fasting? And, um, and uh, I was like, first thing I said, I was like, well, we're having a youth rally. And I about, I completely, like, I about broke down completely. Yeah. <clears throat> and I've never fasted, and it affect me the way that this fast has affected me. I think it's because I've been telling people that this youth rally, I can feel, so I can, there's been this stir inside of my spirit. 
and I feel as if there's about to be, and I, this is the word that has come to my mind every time that I think about the youth rally. The word explosion mm. has come to my mind. And I told Brother Stephen, I told him, me and Hannah were baptized uh, last Friday, a week ago from the day. And oh, at the revival? At the re- refuge. Yeah. And I told the guy that baptized me, I told him, I said, I felt the Spirit telling me that there's about to be an explosion in McLean County. And I think that explosion is going to happen with the youth. And I'm pretty stoked about yeah. it. Yeah. What better place for it to ha- happen? And I don't know if that's the reason why this fast has been a little bit more, just because I feel a, a, more of a weight right. on uh, on this fast. Because, you know, usually when we fast, it's, oh, somebody has asked to fast, and we're fasting with them, yeah. or something like that. But I've never... Feel obligated to. Yeah, but this, like, I was praying Sunday morning, and, um, and I just felt the Lord telling me, fast all week. I was going to do it till Saturday after the revival, but after the rally, but me and Hannah are going to go break it tonight. I'm pretty stoked about this. <laughs> but for a little context, Peyton's sister is holding a youth conference rally, whatever you call it, at her church just right down the road tomorrow, right? Yeah. Tomorrow. We're, he's leading worship. I'm playing. I guess I'm playing keys for some reason. I guess they couldn't find anybody. I couldn't find a real <laughs> piano player. So. No, we found the piano player is what we did. So it's good. Smooth. Yeah. So Wife. Yeah. Mine's texting me. I'm like, didn't I tell you what was happening? <clears throat> so that's for context. So that's been, what we're happening. That has been my week and the fact that I'm working nights. I'm about done with nights, and I told my uncle, I was like, listen, I don't know if I can hold on any longer with nights. Yeah. <laughs> it might sound like kind of like a, it might kind of sound sissy, but I'm pretty sick of nights. It was supposed to be a three-month job, and now we're into month six or seven, I think. So how What are they saying when it's going to be over? We have one more big area to pipe, and I think then after that it should be. I should be on days, hopefully. Yeah. But for another context, Peyton just got married in the spring, <laughs> and therefore he's been on well, nights ever since. Right? I haven't had a normal week with my wife no. at home. No. We have had vacation, and we've had a normal week there to where we slept together every night. But Freakishly, a large amount of vacations. <laughs> <laughs> They've been married like six months and been on like six vacations. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I guess that's nice. It is nice. I'm probably not going to be able to do that next year, but yeah. Do Especially what I can, if you I quit guess. your job and you, <laughs> you go to making regular money. Sorry. Yeah. Can't afford to go on vacation. Yeah, not going to happen anymore. Well, I'm excited about it myself. Uh, looking forward to it. It's uh, There's supposedly revival kind of. Uh, going through our school right now anyway. Allie posted that picture on the group about uh was she was it Allie? When she walked in the gym and there was like three or four kids standing over there reading their Bible and yeah. uh there's been several stories like that. So this would be good. Yeah, and I think I think it was Chelsea Lanham. Yeah. That just joined our church and she 
she posted a picture on of kids praying for praying for somebody because they had a situation oh, that's cool. or something like that. But that's cool. And we just got back from the ramp two weeks ago. Fire. Yep. Super good. And uh I don't know who's gonna be listening to this, but if you are and you're yeah and you wanna take and you just wanna you want to be awakened by the spirit and just be in the presence and that's all that matters, just go down to Hamilton, Alabama yep. for two days yep. and you'll experience God in a yep. mighty, mighty way. Yep. That's really, really good. And when we were down there, I guess it was Miss Karen or somebody telling about there was revival. Um, somebody was getting a word that revival was going to break out in the middle schools across America. And when, as soon as she said that, I was thinking, uh, you can start in McLean County. That's right. I'm all about it. I've been yeah. perfect. I've been praying about that ever since. So that's really cool. Yeah. Well, so that's greetings and small talk, I guess. Yeah. We're both married. Both yeah, not to each other. Not to each other. <laughs> praise God. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Yeah, so I've been married 10 years next Wednesday, actually. Really? Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. I have two boys, six and four. And they are? Jeb. Nuts. And Jude, and they are nuts. We call Jude the hype man. Yeah. (laughs) Because literally, if the little kids are singing in front of the church, he's not singing. Nope. He is just jumping and throwing his hands in the air like... Let's go. Yeah, yeah, trying to get everybody else to stop being so boring, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's on a level 10 at all times. All the time. Yep. He's a handful. It's funny because I haven't really had a relationship with Jude, but for some reason here recently, it's yeah. like me and him would just be clicking on all cylinders. Yeah, he'll tell me about after church, he'll say, you know what Peyton said or you know what Peyton did or something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> You're a pretty good pair. Uh... I'm self-employed. I own my uh, own construction. It's it's minor league construction. I remodel bathrooms and kitchens and build pool decks and paint and et cetera. Lay flooring. I mean, just a plethora of things, but um, normal dude. Make normal money. We built a house, what, two years ago? Yeah. Uh, so that's not fun because now I have a mortgage where I hadn't had one in a few years. So that's now I have to go to work every day. Um, what did you, what about your marriage? Just give us a little information. Me and my wife, we've been married for, I think like, I would, I think like six or seven months. I think six. May, wasn't it? I think this Was month. Is it May? Yeah. June. This month will be. No, next. It'll be seven. No, it'll be six months this month. This month. So, but we've been together for seven years before we got married. And we were engaged for two. <clears throat> if you want to test, um, uh, what is, um, if you want to test, what is it, uh, where you uh, hold off, like uh, yeah, what do you call it? abstinence? No, not abstinence. <laughs> it's like abstinence, <laughs> but it's um self control. Oh yeah, self. Be engaged for two years yeah. and <clears throat> be all 
jacked up on hormones and stuff. And be a hundred percent sure you're fixing to marry the woman you've been with for seven years. Yeah, and but you can't touch her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good luck with that. <clears throat> and then I, I'm just a boring old electrician. Yeah, <clears throat> just an electrician. Um, we both we go to Bethel Outreach Ministries in uh, Livermore. This podcast is not tied. To no, not, well, I'm not saying we're not saying that for our sake, but for theirs. Yeah, <laughs> if we say something, it it don't hold it to Bethel Outreach Ministries. No. Hold it to Andrew and Peyton. Yeah, because they know we're nuts. They, I'm surprised they even let us use the youth room. <laughs> if, after they hear this, they might not. They might not. Brother Steve might kick us out. Yeah. No, we're just normal dudes, and we play golf. Uh, not as much as neither either one of us would like, um, but we have. We're tied together in a lot of different ways because we both uh, participate on the platform at church. He's uh, Peyton leads worship, one of the one of, if not the most effective worship leaders I've ever been around or witnessed. Even going to places like the Ramp and big churches. Uh, where'd we go in Nashville? Or outside Nashville? Or the Aaron Krabs Church restoring home? Great. Worship really cool, but I don't have to go anywhere but my church to um I don't know what the experience is not the right word, but to participate in yeah just super uh effective I don't know if that's the right term either worship anyway, really good worship that it's not about the music, but the mm-hmm. music's great. We have killer killer band we're blessed. With with everything yeah. really, and it's it's just not, it's like we have all the other singers, the worship leaders that do lead worship at our church. You know, Andrew, I think it's just talking me up, but all the other worship leaders at our church, they're on the same level as me, and uh, we got no slackers. No, we got a killer plethora. Yeah, plethora of killer worship leaders. Yeah, and. All there for the right reason. Yeah, and it's yeah. all, all due to the fact that I think we're very we're very in tune with knowing what I think God is wanting, want, wanting out of our worship, and I think we do a really good job of, of discerning right. where to go and where not to go, and when to build the song. And you know, people can talk about manipulating worship and stuff, and how like, oh, you're building it just to get people riled up, but no. I think that we're truly we're building it because the spirit is on that part of the song, right. and we do it at that point in time just because the spirit's telling us to. And but right. yeah, we're blessed beyond. Yeah, and and even besides that, um, I'm sure that happens, and it may even happen here on occasion where you, you know maybe something gets done just for hype or whatever. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I think it's all super genuine and Peyton and I both we had this conversation not long ago we both prefer the kind of worship where you lay in the floor and cry over jumping around and um, hollering and carrying on anyway yeah so we're not gonna I mean we might accidentally do it but we're never gonna hype you up for uh, worship for the wrong reason because we'd rather you know we both kind of Prefer to lay in the floor and cry. Mm-hmm. 100%. But um, we also lead the youth together. We try. Us and our wife. Yeah, we don't lead them very well. We're 
They're all, we're learning. Yeah, we're learning. It's our first time doing anything like this. Him and his wife, mine and my, my, me and mine, and we switch up. Sometimes we do things together. We uh, took the kids to the ramp together, which was great. But we only have like we might have led you to believe or we have we go to a mega church or something, but we don't. It's no, a we don't. Tiny church. And that's the beauty of it because yeah. a lot of tiny churches struggle. Yeah. And our tiny church does not struggle. We're doing everything but struggling. Yeah, I grew up in a tiny church with you were lucky if you had a piano player that morning, you know. And this man, it's different. Yeah. Which would probably be a good time to pay homage to all the elders who come in here and pay the price and I mean they have they come in here some of them I don't know about every day, but more than once or twice come in here and just lay in the altar and pray yeah. <coughs> that the Spirit <coughs> is, you know, just here waiting on people to to receive people as they come in. And there's never been a time, even we've had a weird service or something feels weird in the service or whatever, it's never been when I walked in, I didn't feel the Spirit. That's loud. <laughs> Is that louder? Super loud. Well, that just turned me up in my headphones. Really? Yeah, like I wasn't able to hear, hear that at all because I had it on. It's the gain. Yeah. And I had it on zero, I think. So now I can turn that. Now I That's can. Right. Oh, your gain was all the way down? Yeah. Yeah, that will kill you for sure. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, so anyway, I don't want to take, I don't want to, I don't know if this is the time or place, but I'll, I'll give them honor whenever I can, the the elders who come in here and pray about uh, the church and the spirit moving in the church and all that entails, I honor and respect those people, mostly the elder ladies of the church, and yeah. I, I appreciate that, what, that they do that. Yeah, I don't think people realize <clears throat> how important prayer is outside of like a service, like just yeah. isolating prayer by itself. And you know, I think, I think the most of the times that we have a service the way that you know we feel like, oh, it's just the bomb diggity bomb or whatever. <laughs> I feel like it's usually when the majority of the church shows up for a prayer meeting. Yeah. And me too. It's all I think it's about I don't know, it's weird because, you know, God he's faithful to do it without us setting the atmosphere for him to come in. But I think it pleases him when we prepare ourselves, almost like preparing ourselves like a bride. Yep. Like preparing ourselves for him to come in and purify us. Yeah. And cleanse us. I think he really like it. I think he enjoys that. It's funny you said that because I was literally thinking last night about that message you preached about um, prepare your ground. Listen, if I have a message that goes down in the history books, that's that it. one is yeah. it. You might preach every... for the next 50 years and never have another one that good. Yeah, because everybody mentions that one. It was so good. If I'm going to go back and listen to it again if I can sort through all the services to get to it, but... Peyton preached a message on that very thing about coming in pre- with your ground prepared instead of 
what, wanting the Lord to prepare it when you get here. Mm-hmm. And man, it, that's just, I think that's kind of the, the thing about this church is a lot of the people, the large majority of them, I feel like come in prepared, or at least we come in 30 minutes early before church starts and just the lights are down and people are laying in the floor or laying in their pew or whatever and just, pre- you know, preparing their ground. And that's very effective. <coughs> For whatever reason, the Lord, uh, I'm not questioning, but that just, it, it seems to work. Yeah. I don't know why it works. One mind and one accord, I guess. I think so. I think we all we're all coming with one mission, and that's just to be in His presence. Yeah. And I think that helps a little bit. Yeah. So what are we doing here? How did how did this come up? So, come about. So one night we're working, and you know when it gets late, and you're working midnights. Yeah. Things get a little weird sometimes. I don't want to know. I mean nothing nothing too <laughs> weird, but we we're just sitting there. And my buddy was like. Turn on podcast, so I turn on a podcast, and I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and act like I turned on any holy podcast. I, we turned on Theo Vaughn because he asked for it, and I was like, <laughs> "All right." So I turned on Theo Vaughn. He's sitting there, and my buddy's like, "Man, people make podcasts about absolutely anything, and they get famous." He was like, "Me and you, because we're been buddies since we're tiny, and me and him are just real goofy together, and we just we yeah. just we're just clicking all the time." <laughs> And so he asked, he was like, he was like, we should do a podcast. We could, we could be famous. And I was like, he said that and it just like ignited something in me. And I was like, you're right. We should do a podcast. So I'm like, all right, let's do a podcast. And he looks at me with this like smug smile. He's like, like shaking his head. No. And I was like, all right, fine. I'll find somebody else to do a podcast with. And for some reason, Andrew Rickard's name popped in my head, and I was like, man. Oh, my goodness. I feel like this guy would be totally down because it just seemed like something you would want to do. And yeah. I know that you enjoy podcasts, so I was right. like, he would, he would love this idea. And so and so I texted Andrew. or some, this, is, this is, I tell people this. I was like, this is where my mind goes when, um, when I – when I think about these things, I think about literally what's happening today. I get up, or in this case, I didn't get up. I stayed up, and I'm driving in the cool, crisp air, and I come, and I get out of my truck, and I meet with Andrew, and we open the Bible. We, we just sit down. We talk, and for some reason, I was sitting there thinking. I was like, man, that just sounds sounds really, like, appetizing. I don't know why, but it did. Yeah. So I texted Andrew that day. I said, and we were leaving for the ramp that that Friday morning. And I was on the way home. And I was like, Andrew, I got a business business opportunity. <laughs> and you didn't. I thought we were going to get rich. <laughs> I didn't know it was gonna actually going to cost yeah, us Yeah, we're money. actually poorer than what we were yeah, before because money, this stuff it? doesn't cost anything. But anyways, I told him we had a business opportunity and he did not expect uh, what I had to no, I Ask thought he him. was going to quit his job and come work for me. Yeah. That's what I actually thought. Yeah, that didn't that didn't happen, though. No. So I got to the van, and I was like, Andrew, do you want to start a podcast? And he was like, yes. Yeah. And so I knew that we were in. I'm pretty sure I, I had bought everything. I know I bought the board literally that same day. Yeah, you did. <laughs> that same day I bought our board, 
Didn't know what I was doing. Didn't know what I was looking at. But still I still don't. I still, yeah, <laughs> have no idea. We're just all I know is that it had four channels for four mics. So if we want two guests on, we can have two guests, and that's all I knew. That's all I cared about. So I bought it, and now we're now we're here with mics, uh, makeshift headphones, um, recording on my iPad, and that's where we. That's where um. That's where it is. But the goals, what what would you say your goals for this podcast are? And like, all jokes aside, like seriously, where do you think that you see this podcast going? Hmm. I don't know. I've thought about it, thought about it, and I really, I just would like to uh, shoot the bull. Drink coffee, read the Bible, you know, study, talk about things, and just, uh, we may not ever sort anything out, but just, you Probably know, not. maybe help ourselves, help each other understand things, help potential listeners understand things, possibly, but mostly I just think I want to study the Bible, drink coffee with a buddy, and have a good time. Yeah. That's what I think. Well, I've been, I've actually been praying for this podcast because, one, I think it'd be nice to, for this to kind of be our, and, you know, it says that he'll give you the desires of your heart. What's that? So I'm standing firm on that and I'm proclaiming that maybe this does jump off. Maybe this does, for some reason, for some wild reason that some too crazy, Dummies from McLean County yep. thought it'd be a good idea to shoot a podcast, have a podcast. You know, who's to say that God wouldn't light on this yep. and wouldn't just absolutely take it somewhere? I was talking with a guy at work last night. <laughs> I was like, he was like, what if this goes off? What if this goes crazy? I was like, <laughs> he said, all you have to do is make enough money, like make your monthly rate now. He said, and then... You, that would be your main income, and you could just do stuff, little stuff on the side, to even to get just more money. He was like, "All you have to do is see what you make this like monthly now, and just meet that." And he and he said that and I was like, I was like, "Who's to say that that doesn't happen?" Yeah. And I was, and so honestly, I'm probably like, my goal for this podcast right now is really is to just have fun, and I. I want to get a, I want to get stronger in the word, and I think that this will help. Yeah. And I want to be a better husband, and I think that this will help. And, but realistically, and I'm saying realistically because I'm not just, you know, making stuff up and thinking about something that would never happen. Like I realistically think that if we put enough prayer on it and seek God after the podcast and you know why would he keep you know something that's glorifying him in the shadows I think that he would light on it and maybe put it out there and that's what I'm hoping that'd be cool that'd be nuts I told you if it went even if it got to where people were listening to it and it it was it never I mean that'd be awesome if it made us enough money we could do it but if it didn't but there were people out there listening to it and actually were benefited by it I mean I'm a, that'd be great that'd be, I would rather that'd be a that'd be a step that I never thought I would take is 
putting something on the internet that could help somebody else, you know. Yeah, but I told him I was like, man, if I could just make enough, I could we could do this, and then then I would quit State Electric because why not? And then I would come work for you. I would quit my own company <laughs> that I own. No, I would quit stay electric and then just come work for you and then we'd do this for our main job and then do little side jobs that yeah. maybe take a day or something. Yeah, remodel people's nasty bathroom. Yeah, but be great. Well that sounds good to me. I have not thought that far into it, although I have I have uh pondered a little bit, but I haven't got that far into it. But I would that'd be great. I'm I'm all for it if he decides to Take it that way. Uh, I really, yeah. I don't know how. I don't know how. I wrote out like a little outline just to keep us out of the weeds, because I can I can get in the weeds pretty easy. But no, not you. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I get into some crazy stuff, but uh, so we. I think we were kind of thinking or talking about how we wanted to set it up as far as. Um, like uh, we we both listen to Phil Robertson's podcast, which has become Jace's podcast. <laughs> Phil Phil's I don't guess he's he's getting a little older. I guess he just sits. Yeah, unashamed if you hear this. Yeah, which I know you will. Yeah, yeah. Sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, unashamed. Uh, Al, Jace, Phil, we're big fans. Listen, actually, I've got Duckman videos. Um. From back when I was a kid, way before Duck Dynasty ever started, I—I I mean, I was—I loved them. Really? Yeah. Didn't didn't know nearly as much about them then as I know now, obviously because of the show and everything. But I was a huge fan when I was even when I was young. So, anyway, just even if nothing happens, and you hear this, at least you know you got a couple fans and you've been uh, a positive influence on us. Yeah. We, I think we both listen to y'all all the time, and oh, now I'm talking directly to them. <laughs> listen to them all the time, and they've, uh, they're just, they just have their their podcast is fun and informative and spiritual, and that's what I like. I like don't leave out the fun, mm-hmm. and I'll be there. But I, I mean, we listen. I don't know if we do. I do listen to some Joe Rogan quite a bit. It's, far as depending on who he has on there I don't there's people on there obviously I don't care anything about hearing what they what they got going on but there are a lot of people he has on that are interesting or you know neuroscientists and all that stuff I don't yeah. I don't understand what they're saying but I like listening to yeah, people who are smarter than me which Joe is, Rogan kind of creeps me out sometimes though. yeah he gets creepy <laughs> with the aliens and stuff but uh Anyway, as far as topics, I mean, as far as kind of how we lay it out, I, I'm interested to see how it pans out as far as do we do book at a time, as far as Bible, like a book of the Bible at a time, chapter by chapter, or, you know, do we study topics, pick out topics and study topics and discuss it on the podcast? I'm interested to see how all that goes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where that's going to lead. It might just be something that we feel laid on our heart and we're like, hey, next podcast. This is what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Because we've also said that it's not going to be like a super frequent thing because, we one, we didn't know if we would be able to talk for long enough. We right. And I feel like so far it's going pretty good. Yeah. We, we might be talking for longer yeah, than Yeah, this what, might be 10 episodes. Yeah, but um, 
So I don't think that's going to be a problem. But I think what the problem is going to be is what are we going to talk about? And I think that, I don't know, I think that's just another thing to really pray about, honestly. Yeah, I think so too. Because I like the idea of a book by book and honestly not even reading like chapters, but like maybe just doing like verses instead of like a whole chapter because I doubt we're going to cover a whole chapter in one episode. Yeah. So like if we just pick verses of that that chapter maybe or whatever, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. So you want to give a little background information or what do you think? As in where we come from yeah. church-wise? So or so where we kind of I guess grew up in church um talk um for me I grew up in a non-denominational church and honestly I didn't church for me growing up was kind of like it wasn't a lifestyle, it was a hobby for me. And I don't think, honestly, for being completely honest, I think I wasted my childhood and middle school. And if it wasn't for Hannah and her getting me into Bethel Outreach Ministries and uh, with Seth and Jordan in the youth group, I probably would have wasted my high school years too. But I most definitely wasted my middle school years on. I didn't live crazy, but I did not live a Christ-like life. And um, but yeah, I grew up. I know I, I didn't grow up in like super Pentecostal. My mama and my pappy, they were Pentecostal, and uh, they were all in about the you know, shouting and stuff, and, um, but I didn't grow up in that, so I don't have, and I didn't grow up in, I know that you grew up in a very legalistic mindset to where, you know, meet the check marks, meet the, meet the standards, and you're a good Christian. It wasn't, you know, love Jesus and follow Jesus, then you're a good Christian. It was, you better pray, you better not cuss, you better not, you know, wear hats in certain places. You better not do these certain things and then you're a bad Christian for doing all those things. Yeah. But um but I thankfully I'm thankful that I didn't grow up in that way because I was I was never scared of hell and I never but the, I had a, I had a secret secret sin that I think I'm not gonna really get into that because I think that could be a later podcast episode you know going in depth about our um maybe our personal testimonies or whatever but that ultimately and I'm kind of preaching on that tomorrow at the youth rally um ultimately led me to a a relationship with Christ that I came to church and I didn't thank him I didn't praise him I didn't worship him I didn't love on him I didn't just you know, sometimes you just come into church and you just lay like lay in his glory and his in his presence. I never did that. I came to church for seven years of my life and 
even though I didn't grow up in a legalistic type mindset, for some reason, like my prayer was always, don't send me to hell, please. Like for some reason, and even like, even when, um, you know, I got in trouble with my mom with the stuff that I was doing, like I asked, like I asked her, I was like, does this count me out? Like, am I, am I Dunskis or am I still in? (laughs) And she was like, you're still in, you don't have to worry about that. But, but like, and she's and what kind of made me feel better. And I knew that Christ had a hold on me is that she was like, you know, the difference between you and your friends is that if your friends got caught by their parents like this, if your if your friends, you know, experienced this, they would have no, no type of like, I messed up or, um, I'm doing something wrong. Like they, it wouldn't, it would not affect them the way that it affected you. And she was like, so therefore, you know that you have, you have Christ and you have this light inside of you because you know that you're doing wrong. And, but I was just going about it. I think the wrong way as in, I thought that since I did it, it just, I thought for sure. I was like, there's no way that I'm going to make it. Yeah. Just because it was such, it was such, I'm trying not to get into it, but like it was such for a long period of time. Right. One, I didn't think that I would ever be freed. And two, that's why, I think that's why I thought, you know, I thought that I wasn't making it because I felt like he, maybe he had tried to free me from it and I didn't get free. And so now I'm bound by it forever or whatever, but But I didn't grow up in the legalistic like you did. But you can talk about that or whatever. But that's kind of the way I grew up is just I grew up in a very free type worship. Speaking tongues, if you want to speak in tongues, as in prayer language type tongues. Um, I mean, it was always I never knew anything. I didn't know hymns. I didn't grow up with old old songs like when they sing old songs here at Bethel. Hannah will look at me and she'll be like, "You don't know this one." <laughs> I'm like, "I didn't grow up with this well, type of music." Sunday they sung one. Uh, who sung it? When I think about the Lord. No, like a hymn. They sung a hymn Sunday. Really? Yeah, I think it was Sunday night. It was Sunday night because Seth and Jordan were here. Yes, because Gus sang was, it. Yeah, Gus sung it. Was it? Um, out of all when people, we, no, not when we all get to heaven. What a day that will be! Yes, and Seth, I was Seth didn't know it. Me and Jordan were singing it, and we're like, "You don't know this song?" And he's like, "I've never heard it." I'm like, "The hymn, <laughs> what a day that will be!" You never heard that? Yeah, I didn't know that. Nope. But, but I always, it was always, um, it was always new worship is what yeah. it was, and I think that's what. Lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. No, I think there's value in both, so I shouldn't say 100%. That. Yeah. Well, I grew up in the General Baptist Church. Well, uh, you know, probably 75% of the time, General Baptist Church, and then my my mom was raised Pentecost, and her memo, which, which is her mom's mom, so my memo, which is my great-grandmother, she... She raised my mom Pentecost. She raised, she wanted me to be raised Pentecost, and I, me and her were super close. Uh, I stayed with her all the time, every weekend, and any other time I could. And uh, so I went to church with her all the time when I was with her, which is, she went to a Pentecostal church. So I grew up in 
Um, in the Baptist church, although General Baptist, which basically means that they don't believe in eternal security, like like Pentecostals typically, except you got all the other you got all the negatives of of Baptists, um, or any negatives that may exist. I shouldn't say all the negatives. Any negatives that may exist exist in the Baptist church. You have those. Plus, you have the negatives of legalism. Yeah. As well, so it was it was definitely sketchy, and I never knew where I stood with the Lord. Never never had any confidence. Never had any peace. Never, nothing like that. I was saved and baptized young and then lost and then saved and then lost and then saved and lost and saved. And, you know, it's just it's just like a never-ending cycle that I went through for, unfortunately, for most of my life. Uh, that sounds, that sounds scary. Like the thought yeah. of, see, I never was taught that you could lose your salvation. Never, ever was I taught that. But I also was never... I never even heard of eternal security until, like, honestly, like, if I'm being honest, like, probably in the past three years is when I actually, like, like heard the theory of eternal security or right. whatever. But, like, I could imagine that being scary, being like, well, I lost my salvation. Yeah. Now I need to try and get it back. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not making a stance here or, or I'm not making a— condemning either one i'm not saying eternal security yes or eternal security no i'm just saying that i was um i almost wished i i almost wish somebody was telling me that was a real <laughs> yeah. thing but anyway i guess the point of of it all is that i i was scared to death at all times um when i was young and then as i got older i just be, started I guess becoming numb to it <clears throat> I wasn't any more sure at 20 that I would go to heaven if I died as I was when I was 15 or 10 or anything I mean I just after 20 years of that you just get numb to it and you're like well I guess whatever happens happens because yeah. I can't I'm not you know at some point you get enough fear you're like oh, I think I'm done with the fearful you know thing for a while which mm -hmm. We have a friend, Sean, who at some point would come on, probably come on, but he's he, me and him talk a lot about it. Same type, you know, we've got a real similar story as far as that goes. But you run in the, run in your parents' room in the middle of the night and make sure you didn't get left behind in the rapture, you know. You did that? Oh, every night of my life. <coughs> oh, my years gosh. Years at a time, yeah. Yeah, terrified. Shake, lay in my bed and shake and all night and watch this, wait for the sun to come up. <laughs> Because that's terrible. Yeah. That's it's, not funny, but no, well, it mean, is kind of. It's funny. kind of funny now. <laughs> it, it's not funny that I was being tormented. Uh, tormented. Pretty much. It's funny that they got their theologies that jacked up. Yeah. So and it, it's so funny. Like it's so funny that people who say they're like Bible believers, you know, I know it front to back and yeah. everything, but then everybody's running around with fear in their life. Claiming to be Christians, but they're running around fears overtaking their life, and like they say, they believe the Bible. What it says, perfect love cast yeah. it out yeah, all about, fear. What about that part? <laughs> it's like <coughs> you missed that part. Yeah, all your people are scared to death. I don't know if that's the way that it needs no. to be. You didn't read 
the Gospel of John or First, Second, Third John. As that's pretty much it's just love. It's all about love, and there is no fear. Fear carries with it the anticipation of punishment, and there is no. There's no fear. I mean, I was a. I, I didn't do anything. I was a perfect kid. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I got jacked up as I got older, but I was a perfect kid. I mean, I was. 14, 13, 14, 15, before I ever did anything, anybody would be like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. And I was still scared <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't going to make it. So so anyway, the point of the story is I grew up half in, half with the Trinity, half with oneness, half legalism, half, uh, I don't even know what, actually it was probably all legalism, but half with the Spirit as far as tongues and prophecy and the gifts of the Spirit and half with uh, people aren't comfortable with that, you know. Half the time, the you know the the Baptist church was baptizing Father Son of the Holy Ghost. The other church baptized Jesus' name. It was it was just a big. My whole childhood was confusion, but I'm I'm thankful for it it's in a lot of ways because <clears throat> I I think for a lot a lot of times when the subject comes up. I already know where I stand on things because mm-hmm. I've seen both sides, read the word, took it to the Lord or whatever, and decided. Whereas there are people who are my age who have only ever been taught one thing, and then when the other ever confronts them, they're like, their whole life is like in shame. What hap- What are you talking about? <laughs> you mean half of the population doesn't believe in this or whatever? <laughs> half of Christianity doesn't even believe. You're like, yeah. yeah, there are multiple ways. Of interpreting that or whatever, you know, and so I, you know, and there are still things about like that that happen to me, but less so. And I'm I'm glad of that. I feel like I I feel like I've got a solid foundation, but it it was like tooth and nails fighting tooth and nails to get that. Mm-hmm. But I I feel like it worked out for the best. Yeah. So I'm thankful. I didn't know any better until oh I was how old was I? I was twenty. I think I was twenty eight when Jude. I was twenty eight years old when Jeb was born. And really, I'll be honest with you. Up until that point, I was still in that fear. Now I told you I'd kind of left some of that because yeah. I just at some point become numb to it. But same, if you'd asked me, I'd have said I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've been saved, yeah. But is that enough? Because most of the people that are influencing me are telling me it's not, you know. Yeah. So, but when Jeb was born, that changed everything. Yeah, and I told a, I told Nate this morning before I got out of the truck. I said, I said I think I'm, I'm a pretty softy right now. Like, <clears throat> I could crack the drop, drop of a hat. Yeah. And um, I told him I was like. I don't know what it's going to be like when I have kids. No, it'll be brutal, I feel like especially I'm, if it's a girl. Yeah, I feel like I'm just going to be, I'm going to be tore up 24-7. And I told him, I was like, because uh, my buddy, because he asked, he asked me if you get tore up easily. And I told him about the night that we were in your house. <laughs> and I, I just looked at you because we were talking about the love of God and yeah. just what he, how he views this as in he sent his only son to die on the cross for us and like how that has affected like, just, if you really think about it, it's freaking crazy. Yeah. Like, it shouldn't have happened. We were never worthy of it, but he died for us anyways to make us worthy of his love. And, like, I just remember looking at you, and I'm like, 
don't make me sit on the lay on the ground and cry right now. Yeah. And you were like, I'll, don't do it because I'll, I'll do it. it. <laughs> and I was like, well, let's do it. And I told him I was like, and, and he was like, oh, so so he gets tore up too. And I was like, yeah. he gets tore up too. Listen, I feel like if you're if you've if you've experienced encountered, for some reason I don't like the word experience. Yeah, I don't know why. I just feel like. I like encounter more yeah. than experience. Because it feels like you can only do it once. Yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like when we encounter Jesus, it, I feel like encounter changes and experience is just like, oh, I experienced it. Like, oh, I'm done. But when in, when you encounter, I feel like when you encounter the Holy Spirit and Jesus and God and just the love and the, like, the passion that they have for your heart. Then you want more. I don't know how. And I'm not saying, like, I know a lot of people get up get caught up in in crying like like if you don't cry you're just well, who are you but like listen i've i cried for x amount of many years and i was never it was never because of the fact that the spirit or the or the presence of god was on me so much it was because of what i was doing and that i was like i was just trying to get forgiveness as much as I could. Like I was not crying because I was caught up in his presence. Yeah. Say so. But I feel like when you're when you have an encounter that it's easier to have those type of um uh like I would say those are experiences like with me and you in the at your house. Yeah. But I think that's how the love of God changes you. I think he does soften your heart because I think there's this, there's this thing about, you know, masculinity, you know, like guys don't cry. Like, and I think that's, I think that's a big part of why like men in the church are very like timid about going up front and worshiping or doing things that, you know, they feel like maybe, well, gosh, a guy wouldn't be up there jumping around like he's doing or whatever. And, but, anyways, I'm kind of, no, I'm kind of going off in the weeds no, a little bit. I think bit. you're right. But, um, where, to, where to, were we even? Oh, I, you were talking about Jeb when Jeb was first born. Yeah, that's right. I told him, I said, my buddy that I'm about to go do the podcast with because we got on the topic of being tore up and stuff or whatever. And I said, but the guy I'm about to go do a podcast with, he told me, I said, I don't know what I'm going to be like when I have kids because he said that, when he had kids, he realized how much, like, then you realize how much you love your child. And the fact that Jesus and God love us that much more, he loves us more than what we love our ch- children. You said that impacted you to where I can't believe that someone loves me more than I love Jeb or Jude. Right. And I told him that, and he was like, it's crazy because this guy, he's like, I woke up. I was in the back sleeping, and I woke up this morning. And he's listening to Casting Crowns, and it's just like this guy from—he's not like a, like he doesn't—he's not a terrible like he doesn't have a potty mouth or anything. But like he's been open to me. Like he doesn't go to church. He's he's not strong in his faith or whatever. And Josh Dwyer comes for a week, one week, four days, and now this guy's like. About He's like, I, I'm ready to go to church. Yeah. And, and so anyways, but he's like, he's pumped up about it. And he says he's going to church this Sunday. So, but that's good. Yeah. But anyways, there's a lot of those stories going around right now. Like Wayne, did you hear about Wayne's <clears throat> buddy at work? 
Oh, about him showing up early to read the Bible? Yeah. Yeah. And then his buddy's like, it was super rough dude, I guess. Like, super, super rough. And he's like, uh, what, what are you doing? He said, reading my Bible. And he said, you go to church? And he said, yeah. I said, I like, what they do over? He said, and he said, uh, they get down with the sickness at this church. And I said, yeah, they, they're stricken with 10,000 fists in there. And I started trying to think of all the disturbed songs. Cause they, you know, he said, down with the sickness. I was like, uh, I told you, of course, Sean and Sal got it because they're metalheads. But um, it was funny. And he, anyway, he's like, you need to come down there. And he's a long way. It's like an hour and a half from here or something. And he's, he's like, yeah, I'm going to come. I'm going to come. Just because he saw. Yeah. Wayne reading his Bible, you know, people are, people are, what are they? I don't know. They're all kinds of things, but they're they, they're reaching for answers and they're not getting any answers. They're st- we're starting to become our nation is starting to become hungrier and hungrier and hungrier. Yeah, and I think that is what the explosion I think is going to come from because I think McLean County is getting hungrier and hungrier and hungrier, and I think you can only be hungry for so long until you really start looking. And then when you start looking, you'll start finding. Yeah. And and I think that, you know, it says the goodness of God draws us to repentance. And I think he's been drawing, drawing, drawing. And I told Wayne, I said, listen, it happens like that. You get one taste of Jesus and you 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 actually have that encounter. And then it just starts to come up in just daily, right. daily conversation. And, um, but yeah, I'll say something about the you being uh, crying and stuff and carrying on. The other night when Gus was preaching and he said that about crying, yeah, I man, I wanted to walk up there and smack him in the mouth. Yeah, I don't, I didn't understand that because I'm not crying because I'm sad. I know, but and I think he, I, I think he didn't come across what he was trying to yeah, say. I, I was so mad at him. And then, I re- you know, I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I realized, I'm, like, I don't know what he meant. Yeah. But that's not what he meant. And that's not what he meant. Because Peyton cries under the weight of the Spirit of the Lord, you know. It's, just, yeah. it's his first reaction. And and Gus was preaching, and he said, there'll be no sorrow there. He wouldn't even sing that song, there'll be no tears or whatever. Yeah. He's like, Peyton, you tired of crying? And I'm like, no. No, we're not tired of we want more. Yeah, I want <laughs> whatever more. That is. Whatever that is, I want more I'm, of that. Uh, I'm crying because I'm amazed. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> but anyway, I was just that's just a joke. If he hears that, I wasn't literally going to punch him. If he listens to this, I time, would, I would, I would punch him in the face. He, he's big. I wouldn't punch him. But anyway, that's, I think he's just a big teddy bear. Yeah, he is. But we miss. I mean, I just don't think he got his point across on that thing but it just rubbed me the wrong way you know how that goes yeah and i was like no that's just not what he meant no and um we, we should probably maybe wrap this up uh, if we wrap it up i have to go to work oh so you don't want to wrap it up <laughs> no i mean we can talk however much longer but you keep on checking your phone so you're making no me- i'm not doing that i'm just seeing what she said oh, okay 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 so we're good. I got nothing to say. I mean, I got nothing on my phone to talk about. Okay. I, I, was just I saying, didn't know if you were checking your phone thing because I was seeing time. what time it was, just to see how long we'd been going. Well, we started at 7.30. Yeah. So did. we've been going for an hour. Yeah, it was, that's, that ain't nothing. But um, <laughs> I do want I do want to say, I, I just kind of like, um, I guess gave God the glory for last Sunday night. I had one of the. I had a really bad migraine. Yeah. 
And um, I, I couldn't, like, I almost couldn't physically sing, like, lead worship that night. It was that bad. And it was just taking, it took everything out of me. And so I laid down to just to pray because that's honestly all I could do. And, you know, I, and you and Brother Steve came up and prayed for me. And I just want to say thank you for the what you said. You said that you're putting on the armor of God, but you said he was putting it on it instead of me. He was putting it on it, on me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if, I, isn't that what you said? Yeah, that's what I said. And... I appreciate that because I think, I think, I don't know if it was, um, you know, just to let me know that he's got me for my mindset going into the fast this past week, maybe, maybe that was for me just knowing that, you know, he's faithful and he's got you where he wants you and he's going to, he's going to gird you up with the strength that you need or whatever. But, but I appreciate that. I can never remember <clears throat> all the, <clears throat> all the gifts, uh, the gifts, the pieces of armor when I try to play out the Ephesians the uh-huh. armor in my head I can usually remember you know two thirds of them then I struggle with the last one or two but when I was praying for you I seen the whole the whole pieces I like literally was saying them and I, I was like got to the end of it and I was like oh my gosh I just remembered all the armor and then it was just like two arms wrapping wrapping armor around you mm. and and it, he said Something, you know, I don't remember verbatim, but it was something like, um, it, the the verse came up, you know, put uh, put on the whole armor of God, and it said, let him know I'm going to armor him. That way, it, you know, I don't remember. I, I said what I said that night, and then it kind of leaves you, you know, because <laughs> it was spirit, the spirit leading, yeah. I believe, but something like that, if, if, if I put it on him, it can't come back. It can't be taken off. It was pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty. I mean, wild. I don't know that the word was good if it ha- if it had an impact on you, but it was good. That's pretty wild. <laughs> that that is pretty nuts. Yeah, and I didn't know what it meant or if it would have meant anything. But yeah, and I don't even know if it means anything for what I was about to endeavor on in this past week with the fast or whatever. I don't know if that's what it was for or whatever, but. But um, but anyways, give God glory for my headache that that Sunday night because dude, it was pounding so bad. And one, I've never had a migraine to where usually when I have migraine, I have like gag myself to the point of throw up because it for some reason relieves pressure, pressure off yeah. my head. And so I was like, I was praying. I was like, I just do. I don't want to throw up. I don't want to have to throw up. And I know that you're faithful enough. And it, it's funny because I've always, like, when I get a migraine, I have prayed before, like, I feel like pretty bold prayers and pretty, like, without doubt. Right. And I've never, I've always had to throw up. And I've never, it usually lasts until I go to sleep. Anyways, I don't know, something. Like, I know my, my memo, she, she gave me, headache medicine that night but like still usually it never goes away that fast but it went away as um marcy marcy actually came out in the outreach she's one of our elders and prayer warriors at our church and they're all saints they're pretty awesome people 
just because of the fact I just want to give them a little shout out because <clears throat> they've kind of let me and the younger people of the church kind of not take over, but like start they're they're passing the torch and I feel like they've done a really good job and people can say whatever they want to say about our elders in our church, but I would I would stand tooth and nail with them to the end yep. just because of how they have, you know, ushered us into roles of the church. And but anyway, she came out there and she was sitting there and I just told her, I was like, Marcy, I want you to pray for my head. And she prayed for my head. And even Hannah, I talked to Hannah about it and she was like, I felt the spirit on her prayer. And she prayed for my head and like right after she prayed for my head, it was gone. Uh, we went back in the sanctuary, and I it actually no pain. And I told Hannah, and this is nothing against Marcy, because I believe speak praying in a prayer language is very powerful. I believe that, and usually most of the time that I hear Marcy pray, she's intercessing in the spirit. She's not praying words, but she's praying in her prayer tongue. But she prayed over me in actual like in the English language. And for some reason, it was just like, it was powerful the way she was praying. And I don't know. I love, I love Sister Marcia. I, I love Liz. I yep. love Betty. Yep. I love them all. You too. They're awesome. But anyways. Marcy's got a, you know, I don't know. I love them all, but Marcy's got a special place in my heart. I was, if I'm gonna get some, if I'm got something going on, I'm gonna call Marcy. That's what I'm gonna do. On Sister Joyce too. I forgot about Sister. Joyce. Don't forget Sister Joyce. But, anyways. Speaking of the elder women <clears throat> praying for you, I got wrote down here that we, um, the Bethel and what Bethel's meant to us or whatever. So I've only been here at the church for, what, two years. Um, I thought maybe we should talk about that a little bit. I mean... Yeah, I don't care. Uh, I, I'm mainly just to give honor to the church and to the, our pastor for... We were, lo- we were looking for somewhere to raise our kids... To where um, we were in, we were going to a General Baptist church. Me and my wife and our kids, and um, loved it. Well, it got blown away in a tornado, so we were kind of. Uh, they were only having services once on Sunday mornings in a tent until the church was fixed, and the church is still not fixed. That's been um, what three years ago this December. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's right, isn't it? Twenty, yeah. So, you know, we stayed there for six, eight, ten months, something like that. I don't know. And uh, and it was just rough. We, we'd never been once a week church people. No offense. There's times I'd love to be a once a week church mm-hmm. person, stay home with my family and watch football or something. But we're, we're three times a week kind of people. and And it doesn't get old. No, it doesn't seem to get old, at least not here. I mean, it's got old before, but yeah. not since we've been here. So anyway, so the one Sunday morning a week thing wasn't working for us. So we start, we, um, and I knew about this church when I was a kid, and we can talk about that for later on another occasion, but I didn't have any desire to come here yeah. just based on what I remembered as being a kid. Um, 
But somebody invited us, Josh and Allie, I think. Um, Drew was giving his testimony, so that's what came in. So we came to support my cousin giving his testimony, and we loved it. I mean, loved it. Mm-hmm. And so we started coming here on Sunday nights while going to the other place on Sunday mornings, and then they started the Bible. I guess, I don't know, nobody had ever mentioned what they did on Wednesday nights. Somebody mentioned the Bible study, so I started. we started coming on Wednesday night. Yeah. And ever since then, I've been, I love the Wednesday night Bible studies. It's good. But um, anyway, this church, uh, I don't know. I just, I've never been to a place where you <clears throat> you can come in on a Saturday morning or a Tuesday afternoon Nobody here and walk in and feel like mm-hmm. you're in the middle of service or something. The spirit, like he just yep. waiting on you to get there all the time, you know. And and I already mentioned the the women, you know, paying the price for that. But this church, you know, for for generations now has that's what they've been known for, harboring the the spirit of the Lord. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> and and to the our pastor, Brother Steve, I, I uh. You know, I told somebody this once before, and I, I would say this to his face, and this is a compliment, not a, and I think he'll understand that, but I know better preachers, but I don't know anybody even comes close to being as good a pastor mm-hmm. as him. I mean, he loves the Lord, he loves the Lord maybe yeah. more than anybody I've ever I've, known aside from my memo. I've never, I've never seen anybody pursue Jesus the way that Brother Steve does. Yeah. I haven't either. Really haven't. And uh, and when I say better preachers, I think he would know what I meant and everybody's going to know what I meant. I would almost, I would take, I would take, and I'm not saying Brother Steve is average preacher, but I would take average preaching in a great pastor role rather than having the best preacher and then he doesn't even know your name. Right. Because Brother Steve and Sister Trisha are are pastors. I've had preachers my whole life, but I've never had a pastor. Yep. And honestly if they weren't if I if me and Hannah didn't have Brother Steve and Sister Trisha, I don't know if me and Hannah would be where we are today. Yeah. Because and I, I should have said this on Pastor Appreciation this past Sunday, but I didn't. But like at one point, Brother Steve took seven days, or it was probably more like five to six days in a row on a on a random week that me and Hannah were battling something, and every day we were over at his house, and he didn't care. He's talked with us. He would stay up late with us. He didn't care. And I think if he wasn't as good of a pastor as he is, he wouldn't have, that would have never happened. Yeah. And so... I get what you're saying about that. Yeah, I've had good. I've had good. Um, well, the the pastor I grew up with in the in the legalistic church, he was a great pastor. Uh, I mean, all about the church, all about serving, all about doing all the you know actually doing more duties than what he was required to do, in my opinion, according to scripture of what a pastor should do. But he he was. I mean, he was there. Mm-hmm. But there was no. There was no. He loved the people and he loved the Lord and the Word, but he didn't. He just didn't understand the love of God back mm-hmm. toward him. Yeah, it was a very legalistic mindset. But 
uh, Brother Steve, he's like, if if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. I'm going to the Lord. Lord, you know, you show me whatever. I'm willing to be wrong. Yeah. You just help me. And, like, nobody's admitting they're wrong anymore. Mm-hmm. And he's, he just wants Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's basically it. Yeah. I mean, more than anybody I've, I've ever known, I think. So all respect to him. Yeah. And yep. we have Wednesday night men's Bible study, and the women go on one side of the church, and the men go on the other, different in different rooms. And we like uh, we, the men have done the Bible in a year, three hundred sixty-five day Bible reading, and we're on. Uh, where are we? I can we're, be honest, I have not done. Well, he he hasn't been able to be here because he's on third shift, but. Uh, I, I could have still read it, but I didn't. I didn't read it until we got to Matthew because I was I've been in Rome. I've been in Romans for like a year and a half. Just but, for context, it's not the New Testament. Andrew um, thinks it's fake news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. He uh, doesn't. That's a lie. We'll, we'll save that. But <laughs> I'm a New Testament guy. But anyway, um, we get in there and argue about stuff, and. But Steve, he just sat there, cool as a cucumber. You know, we're not arguing. I mean, discussing and giving discussion. I like discussion opinions rather than arguing yeah, or not, debating. It's not arguing, but I mean, it probably has broke it out. Probably of most definitely then, has. But, but I mean, as a whole, it's not argumentative. It's just this. You know, people disagree on things. You know, tongues, rapture, baptism, yeah, whatever. No big deal. And he's like cool as a cucumber. Never gets tore up about nothing, Mm-mm. and then he'll just tell you what he believes the word says. If you disagree with that, that's fine. We'll both go to the Lord, talk about it, and see what what we come up with. You know, it's just. It's... And for anybody who thinks that he just like lets people walk over him, that's not really true, anyways. Because if if anybody was to say something that was actually against the word of god and it wasn't yeah. something up for discussion right. he would he would most definitely you know stand for the word and be like well let's actually look at it and you know see what it says he would do it in a very loving way yeah we're not talking way. about uh, like christian doctrine like basic christian yeah. doctrine here we're talking about we're talking about stuff that we really we really don't yeah. know like yeah. anybody could